Are you waiting for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy life? Stop waiting. Start living. Welcome to Life in 22 Minutes with Scott and Becky McIntosh, where you will hear inspiring stories from imperfect people living life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love, despite challenging circumstances to bring hope to your heart and a smile to your face in only 22 minutes. Now, let's welcome the host of the show, Scott and Becky McIntosh. Welcome, welcome everyone to Life in 22 Minutes. I have my co-host Scott sitting next to me. Yes, I am. And on the other side of him is our guest, Kevin Ormond. Hey, how are you? <laughs> really excited to introduce you to, to Kevin, get to know him a little bit better. It's Kevin with a C. Mm-hmm. My the first Kevin I've ever known with a with a C. Yeah, there aren't very many of us. There's a few. <laughs> but Kevin Ormond is a personal leadership expert and a keynote and inspirational speaker. In fact, over the last 29 years, Kevin has entertained, educated, and inspired over 350,000 people in over 4,000 4, events worldwide, with an average quality rating of 9.8 out of 10. He is also a number one international best-selling author and works with people who are serious about writing and publishing their own books in the next 100 days or less. He has written and published three books in less than 100 days, each including two bestsellers and a number one international bestseller. As an engineer, he designed electronics for the Space Shuttle, the SR-71, and the U-2, among other things. He is a cancer survivor, a Vietnam-era veteran, the oldest of 10 children, the father of eight, the grandfather of 31, a meat cutter, and has even milked goats for a living. Not goats. I milked the goats. You milked cows. I did. <laughs> I Actually, I've milked a goat before, too. But... <laughs> oh, well, this makes it possible for him to quickly connect and relate to just about anyone. And you are in for a real treat. We're honored to introduce you to Kevin Ormond. Thank you. <laughs> wow, that bio was, uh, uh, it got me thinking on a couple of things that I wanted to ask you some questions. Go One on. is I was thinking, I hadn't read that he had milked goats, but she uh, inserted <laughs> that. Um, you worked on the space shuttle. I did. And uh, and you milked cows. Yeah. So one of them's over my head, the other one I understand. Let's sure. hear about the cows. <laughs> you know, um, we we didn't have any. We had a we had a Shetland pony, but and uh, some chickens and things. But but my neighbors did. And so um, when I was when I was a kid, they would hire me to come when they wanted to go on vacation. So two week vacation or something like that. I'm up there morning and night milking the cows and collecting the eggs and taking them home. The oldest of ten kids, so it makes everybody happy because we got fresh eggs and milk for. You know, right. And they paid me too. Yeah. And, you know, wow. So Jeez. anyway. Well, yeah, when you get up at five or four in the morning, yeah, somebody's got to pay you for that. Yeah, you think so, yeah. <laughs> O-Dark 30, right? That's, That's what right. we called it in the military was O-Dark 30. Right. <laughs> wow. So uh, another question before I forget is uh, you had, you're the oldest of 10, yeah. but you only had eight children. What was up with that? Well, I was the oldest of eight growing up. There were two stepbrothers that came along after I had oh, kids. Okay. okay. <laughs> so you're calling it a match. You matched it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I was say Except there were two boys and six girls, and uh, and we've got four and four. 
Okay. So wow. We're split down the middle. Good for you. Good for you. We have seven children and so lots to lots to learn from those kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. You learn something from every one of them that from day one. I've never met a human being that I can't learn something from from an infant to somebody that's a centurion. Absolutely. I can always learn something from somebody. Do we can jump right into the well, book? Right? I wanna, Let's I go somewhere else. You say something. Yep. Scott just mentioned, you know, we have seven children and you have had eight children and you have thirty one grandkids and I think before we started this interview, you told us two of those are your great grandchildren. That's correct. Right. But you can't have that many children and that many grandchildren without having faced some, some challenges and all the life experiences, all the things that we read that you've been involved in. So sure. what are some of the challenges that you've faced and have overcome? And what did you learn in the process that could help our listeners and help Scott. There's a lot of things. I first of all, I started out as a child, like most of us do. It was, it was a very abusive environment, and uh, and so I was. Uh, I had a lot of baggage that I that I've had to unload over the years because you you absorb what you're told when you're so small. You know, mm-hmm. you know there were mental problems with my parents and things like that that as a kid you don't know, and so all of those impacted me. I was the I was the family scapegoat. I was the whipping boy, and. What it boiled down to, though, is that that creates, for me at least, it created a whole lot of, of uh, self-esteem and self-image issues and overcompensation issues and, and just all kinds of things. And, you know, I've, over the years, I've wrung most of those out or a lot of them out. But, you know, you're still finding them and they're still kind of squeezing them out. And, and that's just an ongoing process. It'd be nice if there were fairy dust and you could just sprinkle it and, and, and that's what would happen. But that isn't the real world. You know that, uh, of course, ended up with uh, end up doing doing things that you probably should not do. You know, I was raised in the '60s. You know, George Carlin said, "If you remember the '60s, you weren't there." <laughs> and um, and and there are parts of that I don't remember too well, frankly. Uh, the good news is I get a do-over for my 60s because I'm in my 60s now. So I get I get a do-over on 60s right. and I'm, I'm doing a lot better this time, frankly, <laughs> you know, which is great. Uh, the uh, you know so. That's something that colors just, it does. It'd be nice if you could just magically release it all. It doesn't work that way. It is a day by day, thing by thing issue. And that, and that, and that's just something that we all have to face. I think everybody's got something. Well, you know, I, I got cancer. I, uh, I ended up, uh, there's nothing quite like the experience of the doctor coming to you and saying, you know, kid, if you don't uh, do something about this, you wouldn't die. You know, that's just something that you can't explain to somebody else. You know, you know, I went through a divorce. It was nasty. It was ugly. Um, She left our faith and took my daughters with her and did, you know, her drug problems still continue to this day. And, and yeah, I've had my share. I mean, this isn't a cry, poor pity on Kevin party because that's not what it's about. I mean, it's like, I'm not a great poker player. (laughs) <laughs> but my son is, my one son is, but I'm not. But what I know about poker is this. Every hand is a winner, okay, if you play it right. That's what I know about poker. Well, that's life's lot like that. You know, the hand is what the hand is, you know. And it wouldn't it be nice if we had four-card draw, <laughs> draw more cards, you know, like you can in poker, two-card draw or whatever. But that isn't the way it works in real life, you know. You, you get the hand you get, and then you work with that hand and you can turn that hand into a winner. And that's ultimately what it boils down to. So, I mean, I, I had a good company going back in the 80s. And uh, overnight, with one phone call, I lost a million bucks. 
lost my home, lost everything else, had to deal with that. Discovered I wasn't much of a leader. And, uh, and so developed leadership expertise out of that. So that has led me to where I am now. So you do the best to make lemonade out of lemons when you get them, you know, right. as we all get them. Um, in 08, the niche I was in, uh, speaking in, and, and had done for a number of years, tanked. It just went away with the economy. And then I got, uh, then I got the cancer and had to deal with that. I had four major surgeries in, in uh, three and a half years. And um, good news is I'm clear of that now. Mm -hmm. But it's just that way. And so now, about three years ago, I call up my friends and I say, guys, I'm ready to restart. I got to restart my business. You know, I got to get things moving here. I'm finally feeling good. And they all said the same thing. They said, well, dude, you got to write a book. I'd never read the book. Didn't know what the book was going to be. Didn't know how to write a book. A hundred days later, I had a hundred copies of that in my hand. And you're pointing at what? Me, Inc. Me, your life Inc. is your business. Me, Incorporated. Me, Inc. Your life is your business. Most people spend more time planning a vacation than they do their life. And uh, they also don't balance the different areas of their life out. They, they tend to over-focus on, on one or another, whatever it happens to be for them. And so that's what that book is. That book spent 27 months straight on the bestseller list. It was in and out of the top 10 a bunch of times because mm. Amazon revals every hour. So <laughs> it just goes up and down. Right. But that's, you know, that's, that, that's, that's just basically you know, how, how things have kind of progressed. And then uh, my two little granddaughters, I, I get the first proof copy of me, Inc. It's sitting in my hand at an hour. And knock, knock on my door. Two little granddaughters live a couple blocks away, eight, 10 at the time are at the door. They come in. I bring this book out. I've had it an hour. So I bring it in out <laughs> like a proud papa, show it to them. Say, just think tomorrow you're going to be the only kids in your class whose grandpa is a published author. You can go to school and tell everybody. <laughs> I thought they would think that was great, right? right. The older one looks at me. She says, well, is it a kid's book? <laughs> trust kids right <laughs> and so anyway after i said no honey it's not she just wanders off and does what she's going to do and i and after i picked my ego up off the floor i <laughs> i thought about it and i said you know what a great idea so i went out and registered a domain name miniminc.com that day and then a year or so later i wrote mini me inc what kids can't learn in school it's a leadership parable for kids uh, basically anybody from eight to 80, eight to 800, really eight to 80, certainly. And I, I published that, um, I went from decision to write that to number one international bestseller in a hundred days. So then people started coming to me and said, how do you do this in a hundred days? I've been doing 15 years. I don't have my book out yet. Right. I mean, how many people do you know like that? And the problem is that they don't know how, they don't know how to get it out. It's, it's one of two things. Okay. They either have no time, no clue or both. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, well, I can teach you how to do that. You know, that's easy enough. And so I wrote, um, get her done now, how to get your book written and published in a hundred days or less. There <laughs> nice. you go. Nice. And, um, that one went from decision to write to first sale of 14 days. So it's doable. The systems work and I've got clients and things like that. I'm helping because books are so critical. You, there's two reasons that, that uh, two major reasons people want to write a book. Okay. Uh, in our industry, it's credibility. You want ice water in your veins, ice, influence, credibility, exposure. And this is the credibility piece. It's the keystone piece. The book is the keystone to that because the, the, the book gives you more exposure, it, which increases your influence, you see, depending on what it is. If you want to be seen as the expert, I know people who say if they don't have a book, I don't even consider them an expert. And so, uh, but if you aren't 
the expert in, uh, it doesn't matter. You can be the expert in plumbing. I don't care. It doesn't make mm -hmm. any difference. Uh, all other things being equal, they're going to hire the plumber who wrote the book versus the plumber who didn't write the book. Right. Right? Right, exactly. And so it buys that credibility. The other thing is you don't want to die with your music still in you. You know, I've got great-grandchildren, but my great-great-great-great-grandchildren are going to be able to know a little bit about me and what I was thinking and what I had learned in life. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to impact people forever. And that is, is so key because do you really want to die with your music still in you? I don't. I wish I had some music in me. <laughs> I'm the most non-music person. I don't believe give it. Me another, give me another word. Oh, come on. He does have, a, he does have a, a book that he's been working on yes. for, for years and years and years. I, I like what you said. The one is that you wrote it quickly because I think that's the way I read. Mm -hmm. um, once I start a book, I don't want to put it down until right. it's done. I, right. I don't like to read for a little bit and then set it down. And then right. the next day, read some more right. and set it down. Right. I just so I just start going. Uh, we had another guest on here, um, Shemaine Nugent, who wrote the book, Four Minutes a Day, Rock and Roll Your Way to Happy. Yeah. And she wrote it in three days. Right. She just sat down one weekend and they just all started coming. Right. And then and another guest we had on here was uh, Kevin Hall, who says yeah. that we should always have two books with us. Right. The one we're reading and the one we're writing. That's right. And so, yeah, yeah I, I take his advice. I've got, I've got a couple in the mail still. Yeah. yeah but the, uh, the other thing about that is that, you know, what you're saying reminds me because when I took this me, this mini me to that same granddaughter mm -hmm. that inspired the idea and I gave her a signed copy of it, she opened it up and started reading and turning, she must've read 50 pages without taking a breath. And I'm going, I nailed it. I nailed it. I nailed it. I got That's it. That's a you good know? sign. Yeah. It's a great mm -hmm. sign. And so, you know, that's the case. Now, the actual writing doesn't take 100 days. This is written, published, and in your hand in 100 days is right. what I'm talking about. Right. Okay. The actual writing doesn't take that long. Writing a book in three days is not that unusual. I helped a guy do a first draft in 48 hours, a 50,000 plus word first draft, wow. one of my clients. So it's not, you know, it's doable if you know how. Yeah. Well, that's great that you have developed that know-how and the knowledge and you're sharing it with others. It is. It's a system. And uh, just like any other system, follow the system, crank the pet crank, and out, out the back end comes whatever the system's designed to produce. But there's a huge belief in yourself that needs to happen. Because sure. I... I think I don't have 50,000 words in my mind and I don't have 50,000 words if I did in my mind that other people would want to hear. I've got a hundred dollar bill in my pocket that tells, that tells me you're wrong. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. How do you, how do you get people to believe in themselves to do it? I coach them. I help mm -hmm. them through that process. Um, um, I help people uh, anywhere from, you know, depending on what they need. Some people just write or just buy the Get It Done uh, Now book, and, and that's good enough. They can follow the system. Some people need a coach. They need somebody to hold them accountable. They need somebody to give them ideas. They need somebody to, to give them more, more details and other kinds of things. And I, so I'll coach people, and then I go from there all the way to a full turnkey system. The thing about it is it's, a, is, it's, not, a, a, it's not junk, and it's not a formula book, you know. It's a, it's a real high quality, your book, something that you're proud of because it's your ideas and it's your words. And, and that's the, that's the key is getting that thing out the door and, and, and just get out and think about that. hundred days from now is what? Memorial day? Right. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Okay. And your first book was self-published. You went through mm -hmm. Create Space. Mm -hmm. That's my first yeah. book that I wrote. Yeah. My husband wears the short shorts and this family parenting with humor, courage, right. and a whole lot of love yeah. was through Create yeah. Space. And then the book that you just that just barely came out is a 
It's a hardback. It's a hardback. Yeah, yeah. I I have a hardback version that came out last week of Mini Me Inc. And um, that one came out through Ingram Spark. That's a little different. It's still a self-published mm-hmm. book, but different marketing channel, and it enables you to go into libraries and and brick and mortar stores and other kinds of places with this uh, worldwide. That's what that is. So that that's a, that's another another channel. Um, great. All you listeners out there that have that book in you, or you've been working on a book, reach out to Kevin. He's he's the man. Well, he was ready. He was ready to give me a, a bet for a hundred bucks that I've got it in me. So yeah, <laughs> he trusts me. He's got to be able to trust you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally have a hundred bucks in my pocket. I would, I would I'd put it on the table for you. <laughs> I love the title of your book, Me Inc., uh-huh. because we are the CEO of our of our life. Absolutely, you know? yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and that goes back to really what we were talking about before. Uh, CEOs are problem solvers. Good CEOs are leaders. Now, leaders, leadership is something that's very misunderstood. People mix it up with management. They think it has something to do with a title. Uh, it's neither of those things. It's an entirely different set of skills that can't be trained. It has to be developed, which is an entirely different process. Mm-hmm. And so I talk about leaders when I talk about leaders, um, because obviously that's where my expertise, that's where a lot of my speaking has, has been, continues to be. I talk about three C's of leadership, and everybody's got some, some angle, but this is, this is one I like. Uh, the three C's of leadership. Character is number one. Absent character, there's no good long-term leader there. Conduct is number two. And, of course, character influences conduct. And then charisma is number three. And now that charisma is communication skills and understanding how to deal with people and a whole lot of other things that go along with that. But those are the three C's that I talk about. And here's your problem. The vast majority of leaders, virtually every politician I can think of is not a good leader. Almost uh, (laughs) very few people in corporations are great leaders. Okay, very few. There aren't very many at all. The ones that are there really stand out and you know who they are. And the few politicians that are really good leaders, you you know who they are. They just stand out, okay, Uh, because it's such a rare thing. Here's your problem. You get somebody with charisma and no character. What do you get? Adolf Hitler, for example. Very charismatic. You see a million people screaming in the square, okay? Great one of probably the best one of the best public speakers the world's ever known was Adolf Hitler, Mm -hmm. you know, but no character. Or a bad character, or, you know, terrible yeah. character, and and that's what you get, and so you end up with these these missing pieces. There is no good leadership without that foundation of character. Character is at the core, and so character has to be developed, and character has to be refined. We are all working on that every single day. If you're not working on it every single day, you're falling behind. You got a friend who's a farmer. He says you're either ripening or rotting. But you're never mm-hmm. just sitting there. Right, right. Oh, I like that. That's true. Ripening or rotting. Rot, rotting. Rotting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking at your these notes here that you sent over to us, and you're offering a free 90-minute strategy session for our listeners. That's a $500 value. Yeah. And to, and to learn what you need to do to get your own superior quality book published quickly, Go to getterdonebooks.com. Mm-hmm. So, and now, now it's not, spell it right, G-I-T-E-R-D-O-N-E, books. 
Get her. Get her done. Not get, but get. get. And, and that'll it's not be in her, our show notes. It's her. It's get her. Get her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that, that term, uh, I first heard that, that phrase when I was a little bitty guy. You know, that, that term's been around, I don't know, probably predates me by a long ways. Get her done, buddy. You know, some people have made it famous. Obviously, there's a there's Larry, the Larry cable, the guy. cable guy has made it famous, mm-hmm. but, but uh, he didn't originate it. I heard it before he was born. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that dates you. It does? Well, I got great grandkids. That That's true. Too. That dates you too. Even yeah. though I'm not that old, I, like I said, it's what happens when you start when you're six. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we round up to our 22 minutes, what is your last words of wisdom that you would like to list for, leave for our listeners? You know, lead yourself. Uh, until you can lead yourself effectively, you can't lead others effectively. The better you get at leading yourself, the better you can lead others. You know, Moses came down with 11 commandments, you know, he didn't come down with 10. The 11th commandment is thou shalt not fake thyself out. <laughs> and don't come down, don't come down and violate the 11th commandment. There you, <laughs> you go. Know? So. That's awesome. So great words from a guy who milked cows, worked on the space shuttle. Did, lived through the Vietnam era. It was a hippie of some of sorts oh, yeah. in the sixties. I'm glad I grew my hair to my shoulders when I could. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could not do it now. Now you'd have to do yeah. Just yeah, to, well, yeah, yeah. You know when when you've only got three of them and you just you have to give them names. Larry Moe and Curly in my case. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just grow my ear hair out and comb it over the top. Yeah, so. that's a serious comb over. It. I'm not sure that's a picture I really needed in my mind, Scott. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank yeah. you. So believe. Believe in yourself and get her done. And get her done. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends about us. And please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.